Welcome to Margin Business Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. In today's episode, we got a very special guest. We got Robert Indries. Robert is the chairman of the international expansion team at Westrom Corporation. Westrom is an ethical multinational corporation focused on helping organizations leave an ever greater positive impact. The company operates in three distinct sectors through its independent business units, Westroom Engineering, Westroom Digital, and Westroom University. Welcome, Robert. Thank you for joining us today, Robert. It's a pleasure to have you here. And we would like to find out your way to success from early life to up to now, up to today, what you're doing today. Let's let's start with where you at at the moment and where you where you grew up and how was the upbringing? Is there was there anything entrepreneurial in your family or what was your background? Got it. Okay. Well, uh, obviously, thank you so much for having me, Omar. Um, I think uh, I think the the mission of the podcast is great, as as far as I know about it. So um, I appreciate being here. So. Um, where I am right now. So currently, uh, I own 10 unique businesses in different industries with uh, headquarters in various different uh, countries and continents. Um, we, we operate, so if I am to take my portfolio as a whole, uh, the portfolio operates globally. Um, we have, I don't know, thousands and thousands of clients everywhere on the world uh, buying everything from you know, multi-million dollar software development projects to innovate in their business to uh, very small little uh, games for couples, you know, that you can get for $15 on Amazon. So various, various different types of, uh, of businesses. Um, I'm currently in a, in a very good place as in, for example, uh, last night we had a chat with a potential client um, in the U.S., they um, they're they're running a very very nice uh, company for uh, or to help um, therapists that work with um, children in need you know that have some okay. sort of learning you know or needs uh, or communication deficiencies and so on uh, on the autism uh, spectrum you know or things like that and love their mission love everything they do and we we started talking. And at one point, you know, one of them said that uh, something like, oh, gosh, I have, you know, back to back meetings today. And I said, well, that's that's my entire life. Um, <laughs> and then I, you know, I screen shared. I showed them my calendar. I think I have I don't know, 40 something meetings today uh, or sorry, this week, which is a very typical week for me. And they're like, well, Robert, when do you work? I'm like, I don't work. What everyone else works, right? I don't like that's the point of building a business, right? The point of building a business is that you don't need to be in the spotlight, right? You're building an entity that thrives, thrives, you know, on its own resources, right? So what's what's the point of having a sales unit if I need to be there to close the sale or to generate the lead? What's the need? What's the point of a marketing unit or marketing division if they can't generate leads? I need to be there to you know, hold their hand and help them. That's not the point. Point is to hire very competent individuals that can do the work in your absence, right? And they thrive 
in doing the work in your absence because they don't want to be told what to do, right? We, in our companies, we have very, very democratic ways of working. I never tell anyone what to do. They, the only things we agree on are targets. And then um, they we have like either weekly or biweekly meetings or whatever depends on the team. Sorry to interrupt your podcast. I just wanted to let you know that I really appreciate you having you here today listening to this video. And I wanted to let you know that Margin Business can help you to optimize, localize, translate your listings on Amazon Europe. One more thing. If you like our channel, please hit the subscribe button and give us a thumbs up. Thank you. Now enjoy your podcast. And we discuss initiatives, uh, priorities, right? And then they tell me these are my priorities. <coughs> this is what I'm going to do to hit my targets for the month. And then we can have a little chat on them. I can agree. I can disagree. I can use what I see because I'm typically several steps ahead of the business. And I can say, well, this is coming around the corner and this is going to happen, right? So yeah. be careful yeah. for these things. And then basically, you know, we have amazing, amazing people um, across my portfolio. We have, I think, like 120 staff or more. Um, so I, I never know the exact number because we keep hiring and hiring. Like I keep seeing people uh, come up in chat in Slack in like the HQ channels uh, and people are like, hey, everyone, please welcome Frank. He just joined, you know, and so on. So uh, it keeps changing. Uh, the number keeps growing every year. Um, right. Over the course, I think over the course of the last uh, five years, uh, we've grown every single year, no exception, but like significantly, like year after year after year after year. So we're making several millions of euro and, uh, you know, it's an amazing place to be. And uh, I have, you know, the team. Um, in, term, in terms of um, early days and how I got here, um, Early days, I, I, I grew up uh, most of my time on a farm. Um, I, I used to- Oh, that's um, beautiful. <laughs> I loved it. It was so nice. I, I still think and remember everything I, I did with Joy. We used to spend an entire day um, uh, going out with cows uh, because cows needed to eat and we would take them on the hills. And so uh, we we used to take, I, I remember it was so good because you, you didn't want to pace like the family. It was easier to have the children take the cows out because it was a very minute task. Like just, okay, just make sure they don't kill themselves or someone doesn't steal them, yes. right? That's it. So just, then you just take out the cows and then you stay with them for a few hours and then you come back, right? And so um, we would um, we would take food with us and it was so interesting. I, I, I kid you not, uh, whenever I see people complain nowadays, I'm like, gosh, you're so entitled. I can't believe it. But yes. we would go out. We would take like half a bread with us. You know, like we would uh, uh, cut the bread into two or whatever, or slice it up. And then we would take that bread with us. We would have a piece of pork, something like pork fat or pork meat or some, or some chicken or whatever, I don't know, mm -hmm. or some boiled eggs, we would like boiled okay. eggs and, and the onion, right? And that's it, or whatever. So or something, we would take apples, um, or we would go buy some apple trees and pick apples, you know, and eat those or whatever. So that, would, that, that was it. And then we would make a fire for ourselves. And then in that fire, uh, we would um, 
uh, melt the the pork fat and then we will put that onto the bread and then eat that with you know the onion and whatever I, i'm much more vegan nowadays i'm like 95 percent vegan now <laughs> for the health benefits and everything else but back then you know i, I was like what five years old you know i could barely walk and speak uh so it was uh it was very good and we would just you know go out me and you know a friend or two three people you know whatever and we would just have fun you know like the cows were just minding their own business just walking around eating right and we would have to figure things out of how to entertain ourselves you know so we would play catch we would you know uh go into the uh, close to the forest, you know, and, and, okay. and do stuff in the forest, you know, it was just amazing. And um, I can um, see that, I, you know, I can see this in front of me because then I see a tree, you know, you can, you can climb on a tree, you know, yes, the stairs, I used to you know, climb it's, uh, around. everything is green, you know, it's, uh, I can see the picture, you know, it's, it's it it. really nice for kids, you know. We loved it. It was so so good. And Diana uh, and and I, you know, I, as I as you know, we are preparing to become parents next year. Yeah. So um, basically, um, Diana is in a lot of groups for moms, you know, and and stuff like that. And we're doing research on how to be good parents and so on. And sometimes, you know, Diana sees things like, uh, you know, uh, um, like my child is bored and I don't know how to entertain them and stuff like that. And she's like. What are these don't moms worry. talking about? That makes no <laughs> sense. They don't Absolutely. need to be entertained, you know? And she's like, if I would have ever gone to my mom to say, mom, I'm bored, she would have just said, okay, go wash the dishes. Okay, go <laughs> clean up the laundry. Okay, go sweep the floor. You know, like, there's just so much to do. You know, if you're bored, that's fine. There's just so much to do all the time, right? We, we, we were never raised to, oh gosh, you're bored. You have nothing to do. Let me play with you. No, just figure yourself out, right? And then we'll have dinner together. We'll have lunch. We'll have breakfast. You know, we have family time. And then it's your day. You do whatever you want, right? You're a child. You go out, you play, you whatever. Yeah. Right? And so we, very different upbringings than, you know, most of society know, today. Yeah. Um, so that that's, that's me. And then um, I always... Love, like at, at one point, I, I remember, or ne I'll never forget when I was young, very, very young, uh, I saw a book uh, in, in the library uh, and we okay. were very poor. We, we could never afford to buy stuff. And so if I would go to my father and say, could, could I get money for a chocolate? He's like, no, right? We don't have money for chocolate. But uh, if I would go and say, uh, I want to buy a book, he said, how much does it cost? Right. And then he would give me exactly. money and I can go buy the book and then, you know, I can uh, uh, I could read the book. So smart parents, I must say, smart parents. My, my father was. Uh, sorry. You remember that book that you have seen? I remember it. I still have it. I have all of the books I've ever bought. Very good. I have all of Very them. Good. They're in my library in my hometown. And I still have that book and I still I look at the cover of it and I, I'm so blessed and I, I just I, I love it and I twirl it and, and I read through it and like gosh this must have been so exciting for me as a child even now I look at I'm it sure. I get excited because it impacted me but the book was uh, the evolution of technology okay. it was, it was yeah. a big book it was strong like it, it was a hardcover book which back then it was very rare normally you would get like um, you know these soft cover books okay know, like this like this for example you know soft cover normal book yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yes but so that one that, one that was, was still like the one real... like like the real big ones the 
which yeah, have yeah, an yeah. outside like with and, yeah. images you know and and yes. like uh, uh all every every uh, they were, they had like all the pictures and every um uh page was like laminated or something i don't know like it was okay. it was an expensive yeah, yeah, thing yeah. or at least i thought but it was on the shelf you know it was like there like in the library and it was red i remember and it had the if i remember correctly it had a um a vacuum cleaner right it had a vacuum cleaner on the main uh cover and it was cut in half you know like like okay. you could see the inside of the vacuum cleaner like in 3d and i saw it and like i didn't know it has so much stuff in there you know the vacuum cleaner. i never we, we didn't even have a vacuum cleaner we we used to mop you know and and you know just uh, sweep the floor so it was it was so interesting and i thought oh this is cool and then i started uh, you know, turning the pages and it would explain how, you know, how a microwave works, how this works, how that works, you know, how everything works. Like, gosh, this is so interesting. And oh, I went to my really father. Like a, like kind of a, kind of a technical book, you know, as a, yes, yes. wow. And as a young boy, being interested in, in, you know, that's, that's, that's just really good, you know? I, well, I mean, I loved it. Like it, I was Great. intrinsically interested, you know? Yeah, sure. I loved it. Like, wow, this is so cool. Like it, this explains how things works and, and, you know, so many other things. And, and it would explain, yeah, I remember the, the pages, you know, it's just, uh, it's nice. So that left uh, an effect on me. Okay. And then um, I started wanting to learn more and learn more, you know, and, and figure out how things work. And, um, but my problem was that we were poor, so we couldn't really afford anything. And at one point, I realized that there's a lot of knowledge online, but I can't get to it if we don't have, if we can't buy it. Because back then, blogs weren't a thing. Uh, websites yeah. weren't a thing. You know, it's just 15, 20 year years ago. What are talking about? 1997, 2000. 2000. Yeah, the two, like before 2000, 2000. I was still very, very slow. We're still there. Yeah, 20, yeah. Napster was a thing to was, download the books and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> music. Oh, yeah, our, our internet was through the phone, Omar. Like, yes, if, I, I if remember. someone was yeah, on yeah, the yeah. phone, your internet would drop, or if someone would call you, like yes. which you can't yeah, control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I if forgot someone, the name. I forgot the name. There was the, the there was the special dial. It's like a di di dial in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was dial in internet. We had it um and you know it was so weird and it made this weird sound every single time i don't know it's just like such a weird sound yeah, every time yeah, it would connect. um so we had the dial-in basically the information wasn't freely accessible as it is okay. today or you know now 90 percent of the world's wisdom i think you can find online yes. <laughs> not exactly That's amazing like, so, you know, so you know, yeah yeah uh, but back then it wasn't, you know, anything like any book, any knowledge you had to buy. You actually had to buy everything. You had to buy the CDs, yeah. you know, you, you had to order them. You had to pay for shipping and it was expensive, you know, and it's just like now it's like same day shipping in two hours. It's at your doorstep. Oh, like, what are amazing, you talking yeah. about? <laughs> no, I, I used to wait for two weeks to get the CD, you know, and I used to pay a, a fortune for like, I mean, the CD would cost like, $50 for one CD and the transportation was another 50. It was like crazy, you know, but that was the, that was the reality of that we lived in. So I wanted to, I wanted to have money to be able to do that. And then 
I started thinking like, how can I make money? How can I make money? And so I had some money stored up because uh, what, what, um, what my parents used to do, they used to give me small bites of money to do chores. And I would do all of them. Any chore that was made available to me, I would just do, you know. And I would make, but we're we're talking 50 cents type of money. You yes, know, like, sure, not, like here's still. $10 go. You yeah. know, no, no, no. 50 cents type of I'm going to give you some money, right? And But then 50 cents plus 50 cents plus 50 cents. You know, I had hundreds of dollars. And so I had all of that money stacked up and I, I didn't know what to do. But something I figured out is that because you know i have friends and a cd in in romania back then um costed a hundred thousand lei which was i don't know the value in dollars let's 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 say the number doesn't matter let's say it was ten dollars okay. right the, the value of it was ten dollars Okay. Uh, a CD with stuff on it, like with a game, like Warcraft or Starcraft or or a movie or music or whatever. But the CD itself cost five dollars. I'm like, the CD cost five, but people are willing to pay ten if it has information on it. And back then, I don't know if you know, but there was a thing. Uh, there were peer to peer. There were uh, uh, a DC plus plus. There was like peer-to-peer -peer connectivity. So if you have the movie yes. on your, your um, computer, you can make that accessible for the community around you or whatever. Yes. And then they can get the movie from your computer directly into theirs. But in order to have access to the community, you have to share yes. whatever you have, like a game or music or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so the more you would share like uh, information, the more you would have access to. And so there are yep. people with gigabytes of music that they bought for themselves. There were people with gigabytes of, of games that they bought for them. And by the way, by, back then, gigabytes was a big deal because one game was like 700 megabytes, right? So if you had like 10 gigabytes of games, you had like 15 games, which was a big deal, right? Now, if you download World of Warcraft, it's like 80 gigabytes, one game, you know, or any game. It's like tens, tens, like 50, 100 gigabytes, like crazy. You, you need a, a hard drive just for games. Yeah, like, uh, if you yes. play game. Yeah, exactly. So... But back then it was a very different story. And the same with movies and anything else, like programs, applications, you know. And so... Um, but they took days as well to download, huh? You remember? Sorry? They took as well days to download. Yes, yes, yes. It, it, took, it took a long time. Like you would stay there and wait and look at... I remember staring at that for hours, just like... Come on, come on. Oh, yeah. It was kilobytes a second. You know, I was like, look at it. It had like 700 megabytes. So it took like 17 days to download. You know, but at DC made it much easier and much faster because it would use the wires between the community, yes. right? So if you would download something from, a, from someone in the same city, it would work like um, maybe not megabyte, but half a megabyte a second, you know? And that's yeah. great. In the same day, you have the information, right? Which is great. So... Um, I figured out, so I had this resource, right? I had, I had access to information and, and things that people wanted, like data. And I knew that they're willing to pay $10 for it and I can get the, my cost, my business cost is half that, is 50%, okay. right? And I used, and I was, by the way, I was like eight. <laughs> you were eight, that's what I wanted to ask just now, how old you were. Uh... Yeah, it was like, this was like before high school. Like I remember, okay. because well, in high school I was amazing. I already moved, but this was okay. before high school, so it's like uh, 
10, 11, by like, but I started when I was very, very young. I think we got our first computer when I was like eight, that wasn't good enough. And then I got the uh, my computer, which I, I had like at 10 or 11 or something like that. So yeah, I was probably at 10 or 11, not eight. We had our first computer when we were eight, but CDs weren't a thing when I was eight. CDs started becoming a thing in like 2000, I think, or something yes. like that. And that's when we started having this, and that's where I figured this out. Okay, so what did I do? The money I, I had, I because I already had a computer. So the money I had, I used to buy a CD writing with, right? That could write CDs. <clears throat> so then what I did is I bought a, a couple CDs for $10. And then I asked my friends, what do you want? And they said, well, you know, I want uh, all of the album of this guy on a CD and I'm willing to pay $10, $10 for it. Okay, what do you want? Well, I want this movie. Okay, fine. Again, information not accessible online sure. back then. You couldn't, right? You couldn't get the movie. You couldn't get the... Only if you would buy like the original album. And even like then, you couldn't order it anywhere online because the band didn't have a website. You had to go to the concert and get it live at the concert. It's yeah. just a very different world back then, right? So, um, so we had that stuff. Um, and two people said, okay, I want this. And I want that. Okay, good. I went home. Someone obviously had that. And then someone else had the movie and whatever. And I put it on these two CDs and I went and I sold them for $20. So I spent $10, I made 20. And then I used the $20 to buy four more CDs wow. and find people that want more stuff. And I kept doing that over and over and over again. And then now I have money. So I had a 50% profit margin and I kept using that. And because obviously- That's a lot, the, 50% is good. It's really good. But back then, yeah. if I would have paid, uh, you know, internet and, uh, and electricity, and all of that, sure. was, it was probably 25, 20% profit margin. But for me, as a child, I wasn't paying those things, you know, so I had my profit margin was a bit bigger. Also, I wasn't paying salaries or anything. So it wasn't a real business, especially I was yeah. dealing with people that don't have money, like they're like children my age or, or a bit older or whatever. I'm going to say something that's uh, maybe not uh, a very good uh, to hear or whatever, but there was... Um, and, and I'm not proud of it, just, just so we're clear. But they was also, I figured out at one point people started knowing that I do this. And by the way, this was 100% illegal. So just to make it clear for everyone. Yes. I, 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 yes. As, a, as a little boy at, at 10, you don't really understand law or things like that. You're like, oh, this yeah. person is willing to pay $10 and I can get it for five. Fine. There you go. Right. This was illegal and I shouldn't have done it. At the same time, you know, I don't think I did so much damage to the world, right? That I, I, I was like a magnet of selling this stuff. Yeah. I was having fun, you know, and I was making some money on the side. And then, um, but people started hearing that I do this kind of stuff. And then older guys, because I was like 10, 11, older guys, like uh, two generations uh, older than I am, you know, two school generations. They're like uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, whatever. They, they started asking me, could you get us? porn you know could you get us this type of we're like oh well Terrible, yeah you know i'm like well okay i can do that but it will be 20 dollars, you know or 30 dollars, or whatever so much more i'm like sure sure i'm willing to pay that I said, okay and then I, I went into the same strong dc plus plus and i was like oh well people have this stuff okay i'll just download it and give it to these guys so I did that as well. Um, it didn't last very long because then I started gaining maturity at one point. You know, it's, it's when you start understanding the world, I think. Like yeah, right it's when wrong, you get, actually, you know. 
yeah, right when you hit high school, like you start thinking in terms of ethics, you know, yes. like you start actually growing up. I think you're experiencing that with your 11 year old. He starts thinking of what's good, what's right, what's wrong, you know, and so on. I mean, you start raising like your consciousness level. Uh, and so I started raising that and then then I stopped. I stopped doing it, you know. So it, it lasted me like a year or two years, but that's one of my first entrepreneurial ventures that I remember vividly, you know, doing. And uh, I said, well, there's a demand and there's, you know, a profit margin, you should have a business, you know. So oh, yes. um, we, we, we did that, I did that. Obviously, um, with the ethical, like you, like you already said, with the ethical stuff at some point. Of you know, course. Because, you know, there is a... Yes. Uh, there is making money and making money, you know. So, and if yeah, you keep yeah. it on the good side, you make yeah, good money yeah. for long term. But if you go, yes. you know, to the to the to the uh, unethical side, then mm. uh, you know, as well, you get drifted into another direction, which is obviously uh, yeah. yeah, not good. You, there's still a lot of money to be made in non-ethical things, and I believe that's the problem, right? Because if there yes. wouldn't be money to be made, then there the, it wouldn't exist. Like yes. you know. Uh, the the cartels wouldn't do what they do if they're they wouldn't risk their lives their families their everything if they wouldn't have the opportunity to make millions in it right they and would they find something else see. trust me they would find something else they would find something else maybe because because we talk here about negativity you know even though yeah. they have the opportunity to do something yeah. good they would still yeah. go in that direction because it's just it's just in their you know they need to change themselves in order yeah. to change what yeah. they do, you know, because they will yeah. always search for these type of negative things, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And again, the reason why they keep going back to that is because they can, you know, and because, you know, there's exactly. there's money in it. Um, I remember in, in Westrom, which is uh, one of my oldest businesses, <clears throat> um, at one point, uh, I think four, three, four years ago, maybe four years ago, um, we got a client. They were a client in France, or sorry, a prospect, okay. not a client. We got a prospect okay. in France. And um, Westrom has multiple divisions. We do um, uh, engineering and we build stuff, mm -hmm. which is you know what I'm very passionate about. So we build a lot of stuff for, for many companies all around the world. Um, uh, we have digital, which uh, in which we help people uh, promote their stuff, right? So okay. um, anything that has to do with um, SEO, PPC, you know, and so on and so forth. We don't do Amazon, but that's that's not. We don't. We never specialized in that. We we always had like you know a, a different approach. But I, I, I think you guys do, right? So, so yes, that's, that's, that's why we that's why we have uh, partners all over. You know, when we don't know something, yeah, yeah, yeah. we just get the knowledge. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And then uh, we have the consulting area, right? Where we uh, go into a business and say, okay, how can we take this business from half a million to 5 million or from 20 million to 100 million, right? And we've done that over and over and over again. So we have those three main business units, but uh, we this client came in to, through the engineering uh, branch and, and he gave us, he told us what they want, like a secure server, you know, um, uh, we would need to set it up. We would need to manage it. We would need to do everything. We would need to build an online portal. It would have to be optimized for search engines. It would uh, have to um, um, have sort of like a booking thing, you know, and so on. And like all of the features. And they explained everything. And I, I took everything. Um, 
And I told them, you know, uh, at the end of the first call, I'm like, but this is a very big project. You're asking for a lot. Do you, do you know? I just want to set expectations properly. Like any good salesperson sets expectations, sure, right? Sure. And he's like, Robert, I have, have millions to throw at this. I'm fine. You know, just let me know how much it costs and, and uh, I'll make it happen. Like, wow. That's what you want to, every prospect to say. Like, okay, fine. Sure. I'll go back and I'll, I'll quote and I'll let you know. So I did all of that. But then my team at one point, I had the same question, but it was going just so well. The sales call was going so well because he was feeding me everything he was he wanted to be sold on, like boom, 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 all of the things, right? And I was like, okay, well, I'll take that and I'll give it to my team. We'll figure out a plan and then we'll see what we'll do. Um, and um, we, we ended up figuring out that we actually need to, to be paid to create a plan because it was so complex, right? So it was okay. like... A, 20 grand just to create the entire structure of things. But that's, I'm getting ahead of the myself. So I had the call and I had the discussion with my team internally and they asked, but Robert, what is this going to be for? Because he never said what, he just said the features and what he wants. Like he never said what this is going to be for. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought to myself the same thing. I don't know, it's, it sounds like an e-commerce website or something like where people can book stuff like, you know, like services or whatnot. I said, okay, let's let's see. This is also before you could like book services online, like Rabbit Task or so on and so forth. So okay. I think I, I felt, you know, he he he's innovative, you know, and he's thinking of stuff. I said, okay, and then uh, I came up with you know with our proposal and so on. And you know, um, I said that we sort of need you know some money to figure this out and to do research and to. Uh, uh, figure out server costs and create a very detailed plan for you, like do like a, a business feasibility assessment, which we now is part of a service that we do. And um, he's like, yeah, sure. Tell me the account. I'll just wire. How much do you need? 20 grand. You know, <laughs> like, what? this is too easy. This is too easy, you know? And I just, I kept, and I asked, you know, like, what's, what's That's red flag straight do? away, yeah. You're like, what's the business going to do? And he's like, well, Robert, I can tell you context. And then I can tell you what the business is going to be. I'm like, okay, tell me context. They're like, well, I'm a real estate developer in France. I have many, many apartments on the coasts of France, right? In the most exquisite places you can think of, right? And I figured out that one of, I figured out a few years ago that one of my best clients and most returning clients and so on and so forth are escorts or people that have escorts, right? And because I, I didn't know, I, I mean, you create a, 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 an asset and you're going to rent it. And then yeah. he said, it just so happens that those type of people started renting my apartments. And then I started knowing all of them. I, I, I started knowing all of the clients and I started knowing all of the escorts. He said, I have a black book with 600 escorts, Robert, right? And so, and the and they are, you know, uh, being booked on other website. And then they're coming to my um, apartments. I'm like, well, why can't I have the website? I have the apartments. I, I, I know the clients, I know the escorts. I have everything. I have everything I need. I can do that and then get the cut of the booking as well. And I'm, I'm listening to this guy. I'm like, gosh, such a good business guy. Such a good business. I mean, he's figuring this out. I literally figuring all of this out. And then I'm thinking, um, and um, then I'm like, well, 
aren't there negative things to doing this? And he's like, well, no, uh, and especially not in France and in almost no country because you're not selling bodies or things like you're selling uh, the company of someone at this fancy event, right? Because someone's going to a, a ball or a gala or whatever, and they get an escort to go to that ball with them, right? Or whatever, to just keep them company on their seven-day trip to, to France or whatever, you know? Okay. So I understood that. So, okay, well, yeah, it's, it's legal. I get it and blah, blah, blah. And he explained. But then I went back to my team and I said, I can't shake the feeling that we shouldn't do this, you know? And we had the chat exactly. with the team because for us, it was like infinite money, right? Because the guy said, anything you want, Robert, name your price, literally name your, because I've talked to other dev teams and other engineering teams and they're not nearly as competent as you guys you guys can do everything because because of my background as a civil engineer we know servers we know devops we know infrastructure we build websites we you know we we we, we have the marketing capability to say what's going to sell what's not going to sell how should we build this you know what features should be built i mean all of that and so the guy was just literally wanting us to build up that entire infrastructure of the business, right? And then he brings the, the, the clients and so on and the users. And then I had the chat with my team and with my co-founder and with everyone. I'm like, guys, infinite money, literally. Our, our dream come true financially, millions of euro. And I was, I think I was, I was around 25 at the time. Okay. And I just became a millionaire that year. You know, so I was just, and so here was my chance to like double or triple my net worth with one project, right? And like, damn. And so we thought about it for like a couple of days and we, we thought and we had conversations back and forth. And then eventually we decided that we don't want to do the project, right? Like, like it just, it just because our motto, like imagine this in Westrom. Our slogan is creating a better tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> our slogan, that's, that's, yeah. Our that's what be completely against, against the ethics yes. of the company and the ethics exactly. of, of people as well. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Exactly. So we're like, and we talked about that so much. We repeated that slogan so many times in those two days, like creating a better tomorrow. Does this project create a better tomorrow? Does this business create a better tomorrow? You know, and we were thinking, well, yeah, but we can make so much money and then we can use that money good stuff but we're like but the money is dirty to begin with right it's exactly. like i don't know it will not the, clean themselves you know you need to throw so, it away it's yeah yes yeah. it was so uh... exactly so we had that opportunity and we're like this this is just not not in line with what we want to do like yeah it's it's multiple millions of dollars for who knows how many years because that that industry is still around i mean you know this would have been five years of revenue we could have made like $5 million or more, you know, by this time, you know, but we said that, you know, mm -mm, this doesn't feel right. So um, I didn't know how to tell it to the guy because again, he, he wasn't about the ethics or not. He was just an amazing business person. Right. And he knew everyone yeah. putting guess, aside the wealthiest, the wealthiest people in France and all over the world. This guy knew them, you know, okay. <laughs> he was like, he was in touch with everyone and he still is obviously to this day. But um, I was like, uh, I didn't know. I, I was like delaying it. I didn't want to tell him no, right? Because he was just such an influential person. I didn't know how to, how to speak to the guy. 
And now, obviously, I'm more mature than that. But then, you know, I was 25, you know, new uh, in every aspect of life. So I was like, well, uh, I was just postponing it and postponing it. And, and a miracle happened. It's so interesting. A few, a couple of months or a few weeks, and because the guy was super busy, like we could just barely talk and so on and so forth. But okay. a few weeks or, or a couple of months, I can't remember. Like we had another follow-up conversation with him. And he told me that, Robert, I've been thinking like you guys are setting things up and so on. And, you know, thinking about this and what you should do and so on. Because I ended up telling him, you know what? Don't pay us any money. We'll do the research on, you know, for us, you know, and I just kept those yeah. and stuff. And um, he said, Robert, I've been thinking, you know, about this. And I've been thinking, I really don't want to do this. You know, um, I, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, and I don't want to, you know, uh, rent my apartments either. You know, I just, I just had a really change of heart. You know, I have my own children, you know, uh, that are yeah, growing up, decisions. you know, and, and they're like, it's like, I, I don't feel I want to do this anymore, you know, and I feel I was excited because I knew there are millions and millions to make. And I knew it's like around the corner because he said, Robert, let me tell you what, in real estate, yeah, you make money. Yeah, you make cash flow. Everyone wants to be where we are, but uh, there are millions to put in. Like you need to spend so much to get yeah. to that apartment, you know, on the Riviera of France. You know, it's like so expensive to build or to buy or to whatever, right? And then you make, I'm still, I'm, I at this point invested more money than I pulled out. Yeah, I'm making a lot of money, but I'm still not even, I didn't even break even. With this, I would have increased my profit margin so much uh, that I would have instantly made money back, right? And so, he saw it as like an out, as like retirement, you know? And so for him, it was like, he worked his entire life. These guys, like we look at them and we can judge them all we want, but these guys have been working every single day for the past 30 days and that's uh, 30 years. And that's admirable, you know? And so um, I realized that, you know, his hunger for, you know, building, you know, his empire and so on was, was, was strong. But eventually, you know, uh, his his consciousness came up with this. Like when I spoke to you uh, the first time, I was very, very excited because I, I was seeing the money and so on and so forth. But then the more I thought about it, the, the more I said, I don't want to do that. And so I really appreciated the guy. It's like, well, I was going to make millions, but this guy probably was going to make tens of millions, you know. And so he said, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Because guess what? With the new platform and SEO and everyone coming to that, he would have had even more bookings and he uh, in to his apartments and he could have built even like tens, hundreds of millions. Well, yes, yes, yes. He would have been one of the biggest real estate developers in the country, you know, at one point. So he said no to that. And so I appreciated that. And, and I said no to, to, to like consciously, I said no to working with him uh, weeks before that. And then um, it was just such a good outcome. Such such a good outlet. Now we're still friends. Now we still he he stopped doing all of that. You know he never did that. He actually moved out of France. I think he sold the things he had because he had like the feelings or something. I didn't know, but uh, you know he moved out. You know he probably pocketed millions. You know and and he just left. He did something else, and so we're still friends. And we never did that. You know we never did the non-ethical thing. Neither of us. You know That's and great. so. Very good. Yes. And he still has all of the relationships, you know, uh, obviously he speaks less <laughs> to certain types of people uh, that he knows, you know, 
but he was introduced to a lot, a lot of people. So the guy will never die of hunger. Just, you know, he at any point in time, if he loses everything he has, he makes a couple of phone calls, you know, he can do stuff. So um, really it's love a, the outcome of it. It's a very important point what you what you just bringing up, because, you know, in business, you will come across so many things, you know, you will come across, you know, somebody wants to throw at you so much money, gives you the biggest project, as you say, you know, it happened to me not only one time, it happened to me quite a few more times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there is one thing, what we now outline when we work with somebody is we don't do weapons in listings or in the, we don't promote them. We don't uh, help them to promote mm -hmm. because in the US, obviously you can uh, promote weapons on Amazon and we don't uh, promote any agile stuff or anything which would, um, downgrade any type of uh, human or you know yes. women or or men you know anything of that kind everything yeah. what is on the even on the borderline i would not touch so we really try or we this is our our you know our uh, our ethical side of the company we really go only in the positive direction in order to help and in order to help entrepreneurs and to make money with uh, with with uh, items which will build the future as your company slogan says you know uh, to to help to form the future and and this is uh, something i really appreciate and um i think i think many many people should should look at this you know and stop just taking any project which makes them money because money yeah. you know it's uh, like you said you know it's going to come and it's going to it's going to disappear because it's not good money you know exactly yeah, yeah. i just yeah. wanted to outline yeah yeah no that, that's amazing what and i'm i'm glad you said that because that's part of our philosophies now, because as you evolve as a company, you start learning things of you start like what defines you, right? What defines the culture of the company and so on and so forth. So for example, especially after that, even until that, we were very much like you, your product or, or your business needs to make the world a better place somehow. If exactly. not, then we probably don't want to work together. Right. But even if it's neutral, like you make um, toilet yeah. paper, right? Neutral, like new, that's fine. And we're perfectly fine with that. You know, or you make uh, glasses is obviously a good thing, right? Because it helps people. But you make, let's say, these things, you know, that I showed you earlier. You make these like uh, uh, salt lamps, right? They're, yeah, they're I, I, I like them from the start directly, you know. Yeah, directly so you make good. these. Yeah, salt lamps, it gets very, very warm. You're right. And you breathe the salt in. So it, it, it's very good for your lungs. So let's say you make those. Anything you make, like we can help you. No problem. I, I love that. Um, uh, however, we said for a long time now, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, uh, religiously. I'm not Muslim or, or or things like that. But okay, we we don't help anyone with alcohol. You know we, exactly. Or, I forgot alcohol. alcohol. I've, yeah. I forgot alcohol. I don't do. I don't. No tobacco as well. Yeah. Or, no exactly. tobacco or other drugs. You know. Uh, and we had we had CBD companies come oh, yes. you know, or there's things a like lot. that. I, I forgot these type of things. I forgot it. Yeah. Uh, this is as well something we don't promote. Yeah, we came, wineries came to us. Spirits came to us. You know, um, uh, so many things like big companies. You know, making a yes, lot they have a lot of money, but you know, like you know, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I don't want to promote, uh, you know, uh, uh, men coming home. And uh, knocking themselves with alcohol instead of playing exactly. with their freaking children and and loving exactly. their wives. I don't want to promote that. I, I just I, that's not something I do. And people can say, well, no, if you if you drinking it in moderation and blah blah blah. 
you know what? If everyone on the planet would drink in moderation, then the, um, the, the quantity of money uh, alcohol companies make would be reduced by 90% probably. But the problem is people do not drink in moderation. No. Right? They don't drink. They, they don't drink human beings cannot control themselves. No. Right? Exactly. So we don't want to promote that. And uh, many other things like that, uh, obviously escort, you know, and, and anything that has to do with adultery yes, and yes. things like that. So we don't do any of that. And, you know, yes, we're saying no to probably millions every year you know, that we could make, but I'm like, okay, that's millions someone else can make as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know, I'll grow my business on my terms uh, with my cultural, um, let's say, uh, um, standards and, and, and standards. you know, limits of what I can and cannot do. And um, that's about it, you know? So. Very good. I think it's very good. Um, West Rome in general, Yeah. Um, can you can you give us some very I mean some detailed information about Westroom and mm -hmm. as well I mean, I mean you already had a few examples of what you're actually doing yeah. but as well how is Westroom different from the competition mm -hmm. for example well we have uh, 12 USPs 12 unique sales propositions in, in Westroom and um, And that's important because, you know, uh, many, many companies struggle to find one <laughs> thing that differentiates them, right? But we have, we have 12 things that differentiate us uh, from, from our competition. And I can tell you, you know, a few of them today, just, just to give you an idea. So um, one thing that differentiates us, for example, is that uh, we are not a software development company, right? We are not a marketing company we are not a consulting company at the same time i can tell you we're not an seo company or we are not a ppc company right okay. or we are not a, sh a shopify development company or we're not you know we're none of that we are the general electric of digital right What we do, so what General Electric does for energy, aviation, transportation, logistics, right? What they do, they have a core competency of taking your business forward. That's their core competency. Okay. It doesn't matter what you do on the planet to innovate, to take the society forward, General Electric can help you. That is their business model. They have expertise in aviation. They have expertise in energy. They have expertise in all of these And that's why you go to them. If you have uh, an airplay company, if you start it tomorrow, you will not build your own engines. You will get the engines from General Electric because they've been doing them for a freaking hundred years. Yes. And they have experts in energy, experts in engineering, experts in uh, aerodynamics, experts in everything, in every field. So that is the vision of Westrom. We want to be the GE of digital. One business can come to us. We have Shopify experts. We have WordPress experts. We have DevOps experts. We have AWS experts. We have Microsoft Azure experts. We have SEO experts. We have PPC experts. We have business analysts. We have business consultants. We have everything you would need. We have 85 seniors, everyone senior in their own area. So when you come to work with Westrom, you don't just get the SEO experts. Guess what? We have a conversion rate specialist that takes a look at the website and tells you, 
doesn't matter how much traffic you drive to this, you'll still only have a zero point something percent conversion rate. Yeah. Let's first work on your freaking conversion rate to get that up to maybe two to three percent. And then every hundred uh, uh, organic traffic extra we bring to your website is three extra leads. Otherwise, you're wasting money on SEO, right? 100%. So we have that. So that's one of our biggest USPs. You have that nowhere, nowhere. They're like literally just look. Don't trust me for it. Look at every software development company. They don't do that. Look at every marketing company and look at every consulting company. They have none of that. So the way I've set it up is I've set up what I've, I've, I've read uh, everything there is to read probably. I mean, no, I'm exaggerating. I read a lot of the public domain information about General Electric, about how they came to be, about, you know, uh, what's their philosophy about, um, you know, the, S, the CEO, um jack um okay, I, I don't know his name really uh, right now the, the 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 new one I'm but i yeah jack was something with the w jack uh, uh i'll remember it maybe until the end so i i've studied all of that and i realized that the reason why people go to them is because there's nothing in the realm of civil engineering that those guys can do nothing okay Nothing yeah. like you go to them and then they know everything. They have all of the expertise and you're willing also to pay more because you know that when you work with them, you get highest quality level of service and product because they their reputation is at stake if they don't, right? They wouldn't be the company that they are if, you know, airplanes would start falling down right, <laughs> out of the sky as a result of their engines. But they're not, they're not. There are millions of planes in the air at the same time going around and there are no crashes and they're using general electric stuff that's why right it's jack same welch with everything else. jack welch jack welch yes i knew it's jack and the w i can't because it's jack welch yes so that's the guy thank you and then so basically from there um i said okay i'm going to build up westrom in a similar way focused on digital because everything is going digital everything is digitally transforming right and so basically I set everything up in terms of division, not departments, not same teams, okay. unique independent divisions, division. their own clients, their own processes, their own teams, their own director of the division, everything is unique to them. Okay. So we have Westrom Engineering, its own, its own division. We have Westrom Digital, which does marketing, its own division. Westrom Consulting, its own division. Each one of these divisions can have access to the other resources because guess what it's in the same you know it's in the same accounts like the everyone's in the same slack you know and so on and so forth so everything is in in, in the same place uh so one client comes in that they say i want an app built right or i want mm -hmm. this platform built okay and this and this and this is going to take x number of months it's going to be half a million dollars whatever blah blah okay that's that but then they say, well, I actually, I also want to promote it and a website for it, right? Uh, I want to um, uh, tap into your business uh, advice because you guys have built SaaS before. You guys have built yes. businesses before, startups, you know, SMEs and an uh, enterprise, right? You guys have that experience. I want your consultancy. Should we sell it at this price or at this price? Uh, should we launch like this or like this? Should we have this service or this service? And guess what? We can do that. So someone can come to us and say, Robert, I want to build up this business. Here's my budget. Can we make it happen? And then we can tap into all of it, right? So that's 
one USB that we have, and we have many yeah, others, uh, 11 other USBs. I'm, I've been working on this project for the better part of a decade now, right? Uh, we're, we're so blessed to have, I think we have um, 50 clients simultaneously, you know, that we're okay. working for, you know, and uh, it's amazing. And we're growing that, you know, every single quarter, we're adding more and more and more. So it's beautiful. I love it. And, uh, you know, that's a little bit about us. It, so, it sounds really good. I mean, uh, well, it's westroom.com, right? It's six letters, W-E-S-R-O-M, westrom.com, W-E-S-R-O-M. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got to put this here. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, perfect. Um, and uh, one last question. Um, yes. Just a message to the world. What would be okay. your message to the world, to entrepreneurs and to anyone who is uh, highly successful or want to be highly successful? I think uh, there are many messages I would like to give out and I actually have uh, five books I want to release in the next five years. But, oh, great. Um, we need to, uh, you need to give me these books, you know, I really want to. <laughs> okay. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> but one thing I think that is very, very um, helpful or that has been for me is um, the concept or the philosophy to take 100% responsibility for everything in your life. And I can explain this philosophy uh, with one example, a very good example. So one of my companies helps couples experience more love, joy, and connection. It's better topics is the, the one we've met through on Amazon, right? Is the card game for couples. And we have memberships okay. uh, where we help couples communicate better with each great. other. And even if you have a great relationship, right? We work with those and, you know, it's an extra activity to do once a month and so on and so forth. So um, we just have that. We love it. And my, my amazing wife is the CEO of that. You know, she's having a ball running it and we've grown great. a lot, you know? So um, one, if I ask anyone, if I, if I ask them that they're in a relationship, Okay, it's you and your spouse in your relationship. Can you tell me what's the uh, what's your level of responsibility for the success? Uh, like in terms of percentages, what's your level of responsibility of the success of that relationship? Ninety-five percent of people will tell me that it is fifty-fifty, uh, right? Me fifty percent, them fifty percent. So okay, that's fair. I understand the concept. Five people will tell me, you know what, it's like over 75 and then the other person, or, you know, it's 99% it's me and then 1% them because they're still there, you know, and so on and so forth. But it's more than 50. So I'm- I would say 100, 100, you know? Or you can say 100, 100, yes. But there's only 100 to, 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 to give. That's the yeah. point. There's only 100. Yeah. You can't it's... have 200. You can have only 100. And this is important. You have the constraint of just 100% because you are the only thing you can control on this planet nothing you have 100 and that's it you don't have a 200 because 100 100 yeah. i'm a math guy right i'm a civil engineer what i do with 100 100 i divide that and i say it's the equivalent of 50 50 is the equivalent of 1-1 yes so but you don't have that you have just 100 you decide and then people say okay well it's uh we're, best case scenario people say it's 99 and then one percent because there's still that one percent that's them yeah, yeah. And I say, you're still not accepting 100% responsibility for your life. As long as you think like that, you're not accepting it. Because the happiness of your relationship is 100% your responsibility, right? The growth 
of your family and the growth and the education of your children, 100% your responsibility, not theirs. Yes, they have their own way, their own path, whatever. If you guys are not a good fit, you have 100% responsibility to make that clear and to divorce or to do something, but you cannot, your happiness and your relationship's happiness is 100% your responsibility. The success or failure of your business is 100% your responsibility. You can't blame it on an employee. You can't blame it on the economy. You can't blame it on the client. You can't blame it on you being sick or on you being, you can't blame anything on anything. You are 100% responsible for every single thing that is happening in your life. That is a very scary place to be because then you realize I'm poor because of me or I'm not a millionaire because of me. My business isn't going as well as it could because of me. My relationship isn't going as well as it could because of me. It's a scary place to be, I can tell you, but it's the only position of complete power. The only because there's no other position that is more powerful. Because once you take full responsibility for every single thing in your life, then you can say, okay, well, guess what? It is what it is. It just it is what it is. Now, how do I make it better than it is? So it's only forward from there, right? And guess what? From there, you'll be the happiest person alive because you take 100% responsibility. And if you're not happy today, you're going to have a, the freaking conversation with your spouse. And by the way, because you're responsible for how that re- re- uh, conversation will go, you will have that conversation with utter love and respect and calm because you're responsible for not having a fight. You are responsible, not them, not how they react, not how anything happens. You're responsible, right? So because you're responsible, you then, uh, everything in your life just becomes so much better. I kid you not. Like, and I've been living by this rule for years and years and years. And I can, it, I can tell you it's the only position of true power that one can be in. That's uh, amazing to wrap this up because it's exactly what I'm thinking. And what I meant as well is the 100%, you know, it's, uh, yes, it's, yes, it's, yes, a, it's, it's a rule you have. You have actually to live by because, yeah, it's true. It's, uh, you have to be 100% everywhere. It's, it's not only in your relationship, in your house. You need to be 100%. When you go to sports, you'll be hundred percent in your business. You'll be hundred percent. You'll be hundred percent everywhere. You know, if you're only fifty percent, then that means that the other fifty percent is somewhere else. You know, you cannot do that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's uh, it's a very good advice, and um, I think how you as well uh, presented it, it's very understandable, and everyone should think about this and follow this. Really good. Thank you so much, Robert. Um, for this conversation, and yeah, let's let's do this again. Let's speak soon. And yeah, it's uh, it was amazing. Thanks for your time. Likewise. Thank you so Thank much. You. See you. Bye. Bye.